the time where you get excited about beating Georgia Tech is over. That's not that time anymore. Now this is, you're playing Charleston Southern. <laughs> like, you're playing a better version of Charleston Southern. I'm not saying that they're as good as Charleston. They're better than Charleston Southern. But you are playing a team that a win roughly has the same value as being Charleston Southern. What's up, Georgia football fans? You are listening to episode 333 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, for this preview show of clean, old-fashioned hate. That's right, it's Georgia versus Georgia Tech week. The Jackets make their first trip to Athens in four years. It'll be senior day at Sanford Stadium, so get there early, be loud, and help celebrate guys like Stetson Bennett, Robert Beal, Jack Podlesny, and many others will be playing their last game between the hedges. On this episode, we discuss the remnants of that 10-point win up in Lexington. We hit on the Tech game and do our pick segment towards the end. We also remind y'all about our big meetup immediately after the Georgia-Georgia Tech football game over in five points at the root. Not the game, but our meetup is in five points at the root. But thanks for tuning us in this week, and here's Tony to get it all started. I assume y'all got to watch the George Kentucky game uh, without going too much into that. I'd said a bunch about what I thought about it. Um, any thoughts, concerns other than the fact that it was cold and a lot of listeners came by and said, Hey, it, it's funny. You know, uh, originally my, my son, William uh, turned 11 today and him and his best bud uh, had been planning for weeks to go to the Georgia Kentucky game for their mutual 11th birthday. They're born the same day. The one William was born in New York and he was in uh, why was born in Athens. I'm sorry. He's born in Atlanta. Thank you, William. Um, so they're probably not twins. They're probably not. They're definitely <laughs> not twins. Uh, but they were playing for weeks to go. And then at the last minute, everyone decided to just have like, actually their five best friends from Athens all go to the Hawks game. And they all, and if you saw the Hawks Raptors game Saturday, it was an incredible game. It was like a last second shot. It was super exciting. And to a person, every single one was like, Oh, thank God we did not go to that Kentucky game. <laughs> From all accounts, most people I've talked to, listen, they saw a Georgia win. That is better than the alternative. I don't think I was questioning that. But I do think uh, that um, a slow, ugly, freezing 16-6 win on, at night in Lexington, where I think most of the, from uh, certainly from what I saw, it didn't seem like much of the crowd was left Georgia or Kentucky <laughs> by the end. I think being indoors and uh, uh, watching that was probably a good call. By the way, did we mention we're on Zoom? I don't know if we did or not. I am in Santa Claus, Indiana. That's you amazing. The, you listen to the Sunday podcast. I'm still at my in-laws house coming home tomorrow so I can start pre-gaming for Georgia Tech. So, yeah, so we're all on Zoom. But, um, you know, this was interesting because it was an away game, 3.30 CBS I literally was watching it by myself at my home. My wife and my boys were down in Sandersville, just living off the land, you could say, with some friends on 800 acres. Um, I didn't go. I would have liked to have gone. But um, my daughter and I had a special evening, and I had to leave at halftime. So I left to go with my daughter to dinner and then to a show uh, at halftime. So it was up, it was 16, nothing. And I wasn't able to really check my phone because we went and saw a night of queen at the classic center, which oh. by the way, it was pretty awesome. Um, the guy's name that was the headliner is Gary Mullen. He's been doing this for 20 years. 
and it was sold out. He was a riot. It looked just like him from as far back as I was with the mustache and the tank top and the white jeans and even had the cutoff microphone, talked to the audience, had a British accent. Fantastic. My daughter, I, the most fun part of it, because she loves Queen, she knows all their songs. The most fun part of it was I, I found that I was looking at her most of the show instead of the actual show, just watching her soak it all in. So when I when I did catch the uh, the, the intermission, I caught the score. I, I gave out a sigh of relief, and I was happy that I didn't sit through that. So, uh, but when I left, and it was sixteen nothing at halftime. It felt like it was in control. And when when Tony mentioned the fact that it was one of those games where it got a little dicey, but Georgia was in control, it reminded me some of those Auburn games from 2015, 16, 17, whenever it happened, when Georgia literally won a couple of those games, 14 to seven, and there was really no concern at all. So I'm interested to hear, since y'all actually watched the second half, if that really kind of was the vibe and was that the vibe from Will watching it on TV, as well as Tony stated how he was at the game and kind of felt that way. You know, I would say watching it, and I'm curious what it was like there, Tony, Watching it, it was because we talked about the game was firmly in control. The game still felt kind of firmly in control, even when when Kentucky made their comeback, uh, so to speak. But uh, to me, it was more, it wasn't that Georgia played bad or that Kentucky made some great comeback. But, you know, it was it was really more that like that night that like basically what happened is there were a lot of things that if you're one of those. Kirby Smart makes bad decisions, strategic decisions. Uh, this would be a game that you would totally love to build stuff up on. I don't actually disagree with a lot of the decisions, but the ones that he made didn't work. <laughs> and I think, you know, and and I like, I think famously, you know, he they were up 16 nothing, a two score game, they had a chance to kick a field goal to on like the one yard line to go up 19 0. Traditionally, that's what you do. It's a three score game. You're basically at the beginning of the fourth quarter. You almost be silly not to. You have you have Georgia's offense. You're supposed to be able to punch that in. They don't do it. And they're like, well, that's okay. It's Georgia's defense. They're not going to sco- go 99 yards and score on them. And then they went 99 yards and scored on them. So I don't, I think that like it's one of those times where I don't disagree with a single decision that Kirby made, but the ones that he made did not work out. So if you are inclined to be that person, you have, I would argue, totally unfair and unwarranted ammunition to do so. Uh, I would also say, however, that like, I feel like if if you're going to look at that game where it, it wasn't just the fans that were cold, like the players were cold. It was a, just a rough, miserable, tough night. The idea that like, oh, well, they're supposed to beat them up 23 to 30, destroy them 30 to nothing, I think ignores the circumstances on the ground. And I think that, like, they made a decision. We're up 16 nothing. They ain't coming back on us. And they didn't. Everything went wrong. And still, they weren't particularly close to coming back on them. So I, I think a strategic decision was made. Let's get out of here. Let's get through one of the five checkout lines that are open. Let's get out of here and uh, and not get anybody hurt. If it turns out it looks not, it looks closer than it actually was, that's okay. We just got to get out of here. That, that was certainly my take watching it. I mean, I love that you made the um, the five checkout line reference because the whole time I'm thinking, you know, this is kind of like when you show up with a buggy full of groceries and there's two lines open and self-checkout. And you're like, God, I don't want to. And then suddenly a friendly face looks over the corner and just waves you over. Mm-hmm. That's the way it felt. That's the way it felt. There was no like there was no fretting among the Georgia fans. There was not a single like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is. 
this is a thing that's going on among the Georgia fans. I, you know, if the Kentucky, no, there's no Kentucky fan saying, well, if we had just played Georgia at a neutral field, oh, wait a minute, that's Tennessee fans. Um, you know, there was none of that. They, Kentucky fans knew exactly what had happened. They started leaving after, look, they started leaving when it was after, after we didn't get the, it didn't get the touchdown. They started leaving because they knew what was going to happen. Um, would it have been great to beat them 23, 30 to 6 or 30, 30, 16 to nothing or whatever? Yeah, of course it would have been. But I, and Kirby will tell you, like, look, we should be able to punch it in from one yard, right? And we didn't. And I make those decisions. That's why I get paid to do. He owned that. But I think I agree with him, right? If you can't punch it in from 16 yards, you trust your defense to stop them from driving 99. And the fact of the matter is, is like they took the ball over on the one yard line and it took them seven of uh, seven of the last 13 minutes to drop down the field. Right. And, uh, George could uh, Kirby win. And let me tell you, yes, both teams had to play in the cold, but it was cold. Friends, it was cold. <laughs> I had on three layers. I had on a base layer. I had on a pair of jeans. I had on a pair of Carhartt's overhauls or uh, over coveralls. Right. I had a pair. I have a hoodie on, not a hoodie. I wear hoodies because I'm not 16. Uh, but I, have, I had a fleece on and I had a jacket on and I had a, like a, a beanie on. It was cold. It was just was cold. And I can't I can't imagine trying to get hit. I saw a great thing. I thought a great thread on Twitter about somebody who's like, you know, I can't imagine playing football in the cold because fa- just falling down on the cold day sucks. Yeah. Imagine getting hit and knocked down on a cold day. It was not great. And. The reality is, is Georgia's not playing another one of those games. They're just not going to. Um, and I, Scott, I agree with you. That did feel like one of those. The best way I describe this, it was 16-6 ass whipping. It just was. Yeah. And that's just the way it, that's that's the way the game looked on the ground. That's the way the game looked in person. That's the way the game looked like on replay. It just was. Well, and it kind of was the theme of the day. It seemed like for Saturday because Ohio State struggled. I saw the end of that game. You know that that score was not as close as it really was. It didn't didn't. It was that was a close game. Will there was a scoop. There's scoop and score to make it uh, ten points. And and they were playing away. Tennessee was playing away. Michigan was playing at home, but to an upstart Illinois team, then they were lucky to get by. Um, UNC. We'll get to that in a minute basically on the outskirts of the college football playoff, and they laid an egg and let Georgia Tech score, what, 17 or 21 unanswered points on them? So for Georgia to escape a freezing cold Lexington where they, like you said, a 10-point win that never really felt in in doubt, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those weird Saturdays that you're just glad to survive. And it's like what Will said before, when you're clunkers, I wouldn't necessarily call that a clunker because what I watched in the first half, they looked pretty in control. Um, I think the big thing, I think this game would have gotten completely out of hand early if Georgia on that first drive, if Will Levis doesn't complete that, what, 20-yard 20, 20 third down pass from deep in his own territory, and then they end up marching down, um, you know, without before they, they get stuffed on fourth down. But Georgia could have gotten a short field there. You know, hey, you survive in advance the penultimate Saturday before your rivalry game. That's a win. It's a win, not only in the record books, but it's also a win going like, exhale, we got through it. Now we've got tech at home and, you know, two 
potentially two games at uh, MBS. Football is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like football is hard. Like, like Michigan almost lost to I don't know who it was. It was a really close game, and that team was ahead some, for some most team. Of the game. Some team. It was a terrible call at the end. The the non call at the end that would have won the game for. I I totally understand how Mississippi fans feel when they lose to Alabama every year. That's exactly how it felt like. It's like like oh, this is our anyway. I'm not I'm not I forget that. I don't want to be. I don't want to go down that road again. Point is is um, football's hard. You lose games sometimes, and that is uh, Georgia didn't let that happen. Georgia let it get close to happening. So I think that, like, at a certain level, they've gone two straight years without losing an SEC game in the regular season. Um, if you, it's hard to find something to be upset about uh, in that. And if that, and it, it, this was everything went wrong for Georgia down the stretch, and they still won completely easily and without sweat. So that feels like yeah. It. I'll I'll take four more sixteen to six wins. Yeah, and I'll, I'll watch the sunrise on Figaro or whatever it is in LA. <laughs> I just will. Yeah, in uh, Inglewood Avenue, yes. So, uh, hey, uh, Georgia Tech's playing for bowl eligibility, guys. <laughs> Five and Sorry. six. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I just can't help myself. Um, yeah, so we, uh, just to give you a uh, kind of an idea of what was going on on Saturday. Um, by the way, everybody that stopped by the, the Airbnb, uh, the listeners, people that stopped by in the stands said, hey, really appreciate y'all doing that. Um, uh, <laughs> guys. Georgia Tech whipped North Carolina's tail. And North Carolina I, had like national had like playoff hopes. Right. right. No, I mean, they they go with SC, they they win the coastal of the legends or leaders or <laughs> Atlantic yeah. or whatever when they're in. And B Clemson, they are the fourth seed. I think that's right. right. Yeah, everything fell or almost everything fell, but yeah. still a lot of getting Tennessee out of the way, that could have really helped them. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of getting Tennessee out of the play, Honk, if you scored on Tennessee Saturday night. Wow. Um <laughs> You know why South Carolina only scored nine touchdowns, right? Uh, why? That's all. That's all. Kevin Mason County. Um, so <laughs> the um, yeah. So I think it. I think it does. Thinking it's looking forward to, to Georgia Tech. I, I wouldn't say they figured out something. I think they exploited something that North Carolina has has shown repeatedly this season, which is they will play with their food until the last possible minute. Uh, and sometimes, you know, you're eating a food that will bite you back. And that's what happened. Um, and it is, it's an interesting thing. Um, if you would have laid out a scenario that a number one Georgia playing a Georgia Tech team that has looked bad this season, that was like, okay, what's the best possible thing could have happened? Uh, Georgia only scoring 16 against Kentucky and North Carolina. I'm sorry. Georgia Tech winning on the road against North Carolina. Yeah, I guess I mean, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, that, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> it yeah. helps. Not covering Geoff in glory, though. It is not covering Geoff in glory. By the way, I think he was patient zero. Um, I think I think that is exactly yeah. what happened. Y'all hire Brent Key. Uh, it's a good hire. You should hire him. Also, <laughs> Auburn hired Cadillac. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to. There's a rumor out right now that uh, the laner is about to resign from Mississippi and 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 join the. Coaching staff at Auburn. There's also a rumor that they're planning on announcing it on Friday before the Iron Bowl, which a lot of Auburn fans are like, no, 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 no. We we want our coach, but you have to let Cadillac have his moment because we love Cadillac. That's what I've seen. Everybody's oh, yeah. saying that yeah. they want Cadillac or the people on Twitter. So that's not everybody. But everybody I've kind of scrolled through. It's fascinating to me that people – and look, I've – dude. This guy wants I, Cadillac. I, I, and here's the thing. I was terrified when Cadillac was running the ball at Auburn. 
I would not be terrified if he was the coach. Great guy. Love watching his interviews. I was pulling for him against WKU. I was pulling for him against Texas A&M. I'll pull for him versus Alabama. But I don't think if I'm if I'm being uh, well, if I'm not being a Georgia fan, if I'm being an objective observer, you don't want that. We've we've kind of broken that down about hiring the the interim guy. It doesn't work in the pros. It doesn't work at college either. But hey, Auburn, you do your thing. Unless the words out of somebody else, really, Lane is the only thing that's happened, and it's happened before. There is precedent of the Ole Miss coach going to Auburn. Lane actually just tweeted literally three minutes ago, responding uh, uh, to John Sokoloff's report, who was the one that reported yeah. that Kiffin was going to step down. Just tweeted, that's news to me, John. Head slap emoji, nice sources, and then there's a bunch of other emojis that I don't understand. So he's but, definitely going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty much it, yes. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, you know, getting back to Georgia Tech, uh, there's a couple of things we need to talk about. First off, this is your annual reminder that uh, Jasper was down. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, it is – so we played this game against – we played this game with maybe Tennessee or a couple other places, but how, how long is the list of things that has to happen for Georgia Tech to win this game? Set six, oh. seven? I mean, I haven't even thought about it, but I mean, in in in, in that is hubris on my part, maybe. But how many things? I mean, so that's when the turnover battle by th- plus three or four, and one of those turnovers has to be a pick six, and they have to do what Kentucky did and keep Georgia super one dimensional. I think uh, Setson has to get hurt. Oh wow! Oh yeah, this probably right that's it i mean like honestly like that's it if they run that defense that missouri did for the at least the first three quarters of the georgia game where it just baffled them i mean that could help could help that's, <laughs> could help. that's it could help yeah um but they still have to score points right and then the other thing that's and i'm sitting here thinking it's like okay so okay a special team touchdown as well so 14 points not offensive points um it's just it's just really hard to see it's really hard to see. And and I'm not trying to downplay Georgia Tech because I have seen some stuff. But when you think about what this game is likely to be, it is it's likely to be uh, – it's enti- there's entirely a game where George jumps out to 21 point fast points and the game ends 28 nothing. Entirely a world where that is a thing. And, and then there will be a lot of thought pieces about, well, Georgia just can't do whatever. Um, in reality, that's the strategy. Cause I, I, I mean, I actually, I, I subscribe to the theory that Georgia kept it pretty bland versus Kentucky, especially at the goal line. Cause the reality is we've seen so many goal line stands where they have run some interesting plays that was not basically run Milton up the middle. Um, and if they've run two of those plays there, instead of being 16, Six, the game is 23 at, at the minimum. Um, 27 six, is that right? Am I doing the math right? So, you know, it's um, it's just it's just really hard to see where Georgia Georgia Tech is going to have not even a chance, just even a puncher's chance to be to, to threaten in this game. I, I, I say that, and then I'm going to be like next week, I'm like, oh, thank God we won that game. I'll be interested to see, you know, with the noon kickoff, um. If that 
hangover in a good way, you know, a good hangover from the Tennessee game, from that fan experience. I wonder if it'll not to the same extent and also because it's noon, but will repeat itself a little bit because I know I'm up for it. I'm up for getting in the stands at 1130. I'm up for standing and yelling the entire time. Um, it's the last game in Sanford and still until next April for G-Day. Um, this is one of those things where we haven't had Georgia Tech in their fun. Also, I have an interesting stat later that is based on the fact that Georgia Tech hasn't played in Sanford Stadium since 2018. We haven't had this opportunity to yell at Georgia Tech fans and players for four years. And sure, we do it on an every other year basis in Atlanta, and it's wonderful and lovely. Uh, and it's a great view as Will has gone over all those sentiments about how great Bobby Dodd Mark Rick Field is. However, this is our house. It is a time I saw Jeff Dantzler tweet earlier this week, like probably on Sunday, saying, like, be there early, be loud, 60 minutes. And I agree. I really wish that Kirby would get on the Twitters and call out the fans like he did for the Tennessee game because they, it's almost like that's the the final uh, ingredient of the potion that gets that stadium hyped when he just says, hey, guys, I need y'all there. And, I mean, I know the three of us will do it, but for that atmosphere to be what it needs to be, to send these guys off, uh, I think that we need to we need to bring it. I think it's the atmosphere what we'd like it to be. I don't know if it needs to be. I think they're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be fine. Uh, if this is if this is a Kentucky atmosphere, I still think they're going to stop them. But I think the idea that you're saying goodbye to a lot of guys is the key thing, right? Is the uh, and listen, this is not exactly like the last home game last year where Jordan Davis is is you know he's been there a long time and he's he's conducting the band and all that sort of excitement. I feel like it's a little. It's a little more, not to say that Jordan Davis was not a business-like bird, but it's a little more business-like, right? Right. It's a little bit more, it, it feels less, hey, it's Nick Chubb's last home game. Hey, it's Jordan Davis's last home game. Hey, it's that special class. It feels like, if anything, it's Stetson's last home game, so it feels like there should be a good cheer for that. But it does sort of feel like I'm not getting, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, you were there last week. Yeah, uh, you know that better than I do, Tony. But... um it does not feel to me like there's a huge momentum thing to like, okay, we got to get nuts on Saturday. It feels like, yeah, you know what? They're going to be in Atlanta for the next two games after this. Uh, so we'll keep our powder dry a little bit. I'll confess, it feels like that's, to me, if there's an argument against getting rid of the Georgia Tech game, I don't think they should. It's the idea that like, this is the big, like, you realize this is Georgia Tech's best season in four years. Do you know, you know that wow. you know that Brent Key has won more games this year than Geoff won in a single year as coach of Georgia Tech, wow. four and then three times for Geoff. Like this is actually as exciting as Georgia Tech has been in about seven years. And I mean, you're like, wow. I hope it's not as boring as Kentucky, but there's big stuff on the horizon, right? They've are they're set. Like there's there's it, it, at a certain level. I think the crowd and I think the vibe is we'll say goodbye. It'll be nice, but it's another noon game. It's another noon game on Thanksgiving weekend, blah, 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 blah. And they're going to be in Atlanta a week after that. And then they're probably almost certainly going to be in Atlanta a month after that. And I think that, 
I think it changes things. I, I really do think it does. I, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot the past few weeks. Is that I, I would have said that Kirby's best coaching job was last year, but if Georgia is able to um, take this and play it all the way out, it's probably Kirby's best coaching job, right? Because it, every game has been like, eh, who is it this week? And then you, you you take that and play it out to be. Um, in, in a lot of way, I think California's best year was the year they went to the national championship game. What year was that? Twelve or thirteen with mm-hmm. Kentucky, with all the all the, like the five the five winning dunners. It's like mm-hmm. it's pretty hard to motivate teenagers to get up for when you when they already know they are all that in a bag of chips. And yet here they keep winning. Here they keep winning. Um. Yeah, and so with that, I think it's probably worth thinking a little bit about, I mean, Will's alluded to what is next. Um, With LSU uh, on the horizon, and if we win that game, uh, I assume assume we all assume we're going to play in the Peach Bowl. In some way, we see a continuation of what we saw against Kentucky. Where I don't think we're going to be innovative. I don't think there's anything out there because I mean, so Georgia, Georgia beat Kentucky running the basest of base offenses, and um, and defensively, I mean, we didn't we didn't look great against deep passes. Although there, you know, there were some bright spots. The Kayla Ringo interception. We'll probably see more of that, right? Oh, well, the spread on this game, is, Scott. You can tell us when we get to fun office pools, but. It's got to be 20 something points. And I just, I think Kirby's going to be like, okay, let's go out there. Let's do our thing. We know we can beat him doing our thing. Let's keep everybody safe. Let's run some plays. Let's have a little fun. But uh, let's also make sure we get to go back to Atlanta in a place where we have all the bullets in the chamber. That's certainly how I hope he plays it. It's hard to imagine. Like, what's the upside? What are you trying to prove against a Georgia Tech team with an interim coach? I'll be an interim coach that has won more games this year than GF <laughs> Collins won in a single year. I, I don't I don't know what you're what what the point of doing much more than that is. I don't know if you need to show up for the fans. Like give Stetson a moment, right? Like he's the guy that won the national championship for Georgia at the quarterback. Give him a moment. This is his last home game. He's not the only guy, obviously. There's several guys, but give him a moment. Let him have that moment. And then let's get out of here and go play next week. I mean, this is the the time where you get excited about Georgia Tech is over about beating Georgia tech is over. Like there was a time where you're like, Oh, like you, you take care of them. You don't worry about it. that's not that time anymore. Now this is you're playing Charleston Southern. <laughs> like you're playing a better version of Charleston Southern. I'm not saying that they're as good as Charleston. They're better than Charleston Southern, but you are playing a team that a win roughly has the same value as being Charleston. Southern. So who are the players to look out for? I know that tech is on their third quarterback uh zach gibson um i think he, he was pretty efficient last week versus unc you know he didn't throw any touchdown passes but you know he's 13 of 18 for 174 yards they it's interesting all of their touchdown plays were were runs dante smith had one tyshawn i'm not going to try to pronounce his last name had one and hassan hall had one so I mean, is it their defense I haven't really watched much Georgia Tech this year. Uh, I'd rather watch an FCS school like Montana versus Montana State. Uh, Georgia Tech is like watching paint dry to me. Um, I think the last Tech game I watched besides the the Georgia game was the UNC win 
at the don't or the MBS last year. So I have no idea. I got to be honest. I'm with you. I haven't, I haven't seen any Georgia tech games other than highlights. Um, I, I think it's, in some way, it feels like smoke and mirrors, right? There's the same. I mean, look, the coaching is part of it, but it's the same team minus Jeff Sims that looked horrible against some of those early season opponents. Uh, I was at that Clemson game, and they were terrible in that game. They were yeah. absolutely terrible. Yeah, Will's Will's probably seen more Georgia Tech football yeah. than either Scott and I put together. Yeah, and my 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 dad as well. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean they were they were absolutely miserable. I mean, that's obviously part of the difference, right? Like, part of the difference is, like, they clearly, like, not only were they miserable, they looked like they didn't want to be there. Yeah. And it was the first game on national television playing at Mercedes-Benz, and they looked like they did not want to be there. Obviously, something has changed, because that team, I thought, was going 1-11. Mm. And they won five games. They won them. And listen, some of those games have been ugly. The North Carolina game was ugly. Like they got on a crazy fourth quarter run because North Carolina made a bunch of mistakes and they took advantage. That matters. I don't think Georgia's going to make those mistakes or anything close to those mistakes, but I think that's kind of how they done. And listen, to me, that is all the more indictment of Geoff that like, that's not understanding the assignment. You look back at it now and you're like, your whole, his whole, we're going to make Atlanta, we're going to recruit Atlanta and make Georgia Tech in the hub was your eyes getting bigger, too big for your stomach. Like what you needed to do first was get to a bowl <laughs> and and it's, rather than turning Georgia Tech into some larger thing, recognizing that like you're not going to you're not going to Auburn or 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 this thing around immediately. You need to build step by step. And he never really got that going because I think he was shooting for nine wins rather than getting six. This is what a team looks like in the freaking ACC, which is not that good. It's not like they've been beating all these great teams. Georgia Tech has been taking advantage of other teams' mistakes and not making huge mistakes on their own. They have not done that in four years. It's a massive improvement because of that. But the idea that, like, wow, Georgia Tech's figuring something out, I think they've got basic don't-screw-up football down uh, better than they've had in four years, and it's got them to within one measly win of a bowl game. If only they can pull out that last game. I'm going to take a big swig of coffee and see who they play. I mean, there's still a chance they play in a bowl game. APR could be their friend. It's true. Illinois almost got one last year at five and seven. Yeah, five and seven looks like it. It's like 82 bowl slots. And right now, projecting out somewhere in the neighborhood of 78, 79. So, um, I mean, I don't, I want Georgia to beat the full house in Georgia Tech, but they make a bowl game. You can't bring key, keep bring key around. I'm down with that. I feel yeah. like they will have to. It would be a full. For them not to keep the yeah, he's he's really making a case for doing what he did last week. I mean, they 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 got throttled by uh, Miami, but what they they beat a ranked. I think Pittsburgh was ranked when they beat them at Pitt, and they beat Duke. You know, I mean, they kept it close with Virginia and got blown up by Florida State, Miami. But yeah, I mean, I think Pittsburgh was the first game after that UCF loss that after uh, Collins was fired. So they've rallied, and uh, yeah, I'm with you, Tony. I'm with you, Will. I think Brent, Brent Key's the man for the job. Yeah, I think the position, official position of the WLSLS podcast is uh, hire hire Brent Key. I think Jim, I think, and he gets uh, maybe he get Coleman Rudolph as his defensive coordinator. Ted Root might be available. I think that Georgia Tech needs to show the same commitment to its football program 
that Texas A&M showed to its football program by giving the contract, give, giving the Jimbo contract. I think you yeah, you kind of have to. I mean, he's won more games than Jimbo. He has won more games than Jimbo. He has. Oh, my Good gosh. Lord. Good Lord. Oh, my gosh. So, I assume y'all saw what happened there in the third and fourth quarter when they were only up 20 to three over UMass. The, everybody left. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Things things are not great there for Jimbo, other than I, the fact that he's getting all the money. I th- I think I, I don't think it was really so much fans leaving. It was just Thanos snapping his finger fingers and ninety-five percent of the people in the stands <laughs> vanished into I mean, ash. It's it's okay to say if uh, Jimbo is inevitable. That's fine. <laughs> it feels that way. One I think one one thing I would like to say to close maybe close our Georgia Tech stuff. Uh, and also remind everyone that we have a post game party, but we'll yes. That. Um, but one thing I feel like I would like to say, I don't like, listen. We, I joke always talk about how like people should go to these games even when they're not good because even, even when they're not great games because there's only six seven games a year. You're only going to get to see the quarterback that brought Georgia back its national champion, its first national championship here in 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 Athens one last time. Like this is it, and Stetson has been a topic of considerable conversation for several years on this podcast and many other places, but like he is forever going to be the guy that won Georgia national championship. The only way he's going to be known as something else is if he's known as the guy who won Georgia two national championships. (laughs) And so that is the opportunity to see that guy one last time. And no, he's not going to be an NFL player. If he is, he's a scout team guy. Doesn't feel like that's what his future is. It doesn't really feel like it needs to be his future. He's 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 gonna be a hell of a lot more immortalized than Colt McCoy, who's playing quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals right now. Like, like they're down 14 to 3, William is telling me. <laughs> uh at a certain level, they're like that, that's what immortality is, man. Is he's got that forever, and this is the last time we get to see him. It feels like a it feels like a good day to get there early to be able to kind of be a part of that. Uh, if you want to leave leave early because you got there early, I think it's better to be there 15 minutes early than uh, 15 minutes late. I'm still not convinced this is his last game. I, I I'm sure he'll have some other year of eligibility coming back. Is there? I, I mean, I, I haven't checked out the new variants. Is there a new variant that's going to cause us some trouble <laughs> down the end of the year? Well, I mean, he's uh, he's going to retire from TRS with uh, on the pension, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Will. It's um, there are several players that will be leaving, including Jaylen, probably Jalen Carter. I, I haven't heard whether or not he's going to be part of Senior Dave. I'm assuming he will be. Um, and uh, yeah, it's show up, support the seniors if nothing else, and get a 21 point lead. Fine, if you want to go to the route and wait on us to show up, that's perfectly fine. The route is where we will be, by the way. Can't wait. The route also prefers that you are clothed. When you, get there, you know, they got the no no shoes, no shirt, no service thing, I would assume. Um, it's safe to say. So, so you know, are you saying Will's Will's kids can't come? Unless... I mean, they can come, but they've got to put a shirt on. Oh. You know? I don't know if they serve anybody under the age of 21 at the root i mean can certainly you... they, they certainly don't shirt serve them at the shirtless right so where will we where we find a shirt for will's children i'd like well, to know by the way it's it's 9 15 at night uh-huh. i swear to god 
My son is actually shirtless right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, so how can, you, can I correct that? Can you go to the 76.com? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm there right now. I mean, I'm in the I'm not in the metaverse or anything. I'm I'm on the site the76.com and I tell you what. I don't know if Chase has Fast, fast, fast shipping to get it here before Saturday. But there are some epic uh, Georgia Tech shirts, themed shirts uh, that Georgia fans would love to wear. You have the Heather Gray. We run this state with uh, the red, white, and black stripes going through the state of Georgia and a star where Athens, Georgia is located. You have just the plain and simple, like just don't even beat around the bush. Don't even beat around the hedges with this. To hell with tech and black black shirt with big white letters. The hell is under underlined in red. You've also got, I think, and Tony, correct me if I'm wrong. There is a, a fedora with glasses. I think that's an homage to Dan McGill. It is. Right? And it says, I hate tech because I'm sure he, that's a quote that he said many times. And then one other one. Uh, that's a tech themed is I set my DVR for the biggest loser and it keeps recording Georgia tech football games. <laughs> that's funny. It's comedy. Um, so that along with uh, they're featuring their hoodies right now because they got some really good looking hoodies. Uh, and of course it is hoodie weather being Thanksgiving week. Well, Scott, if I was one at shipping and fast, but also free, is there a way to do that? You said three things, shipping, Fast and free, I would recommend if you are at checkout just to enter the codes WSLS and all those th- three things will happen. And you get free shipping? That's what I said. Yeah. What What if I don't like the internet and I just want to go to Twitter or Instagram? Can I find them there? You can. The, if you search for at 76apparel on either Instagram or Twitter, they have links to their sites from there. Um, I mean, it's 2022. Who doesn't order things off Instagram and Twitter? <laughs> I've started doing that. I feel like I've lost. I feel like it's a, I've somehow ceded to the larger Borg that I've started <laughs> uh, that I've started doing that. But I have. Yeah, I started doing that. It's sad. Yeah, I ordered. I ordered Mother's Day presents that my that I showed that I gave my kids. I was like, these are gifts for your mom through an Instagram post. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 getting dark in here. Yeah, well, but, make sure if you go to Instagram. And do it before Saturday, so your kids wear shirts to the root. They will. They will. They will be wearing shirts to the root, even if they're not wearing shirts right now. That's good Wait, news. I said, are, I'm a, confirm to the listeners, guys. Are you wearing shirts? No, <laughs> they're not wearing shirts. <laughs> that's girl. hilarious. That's that's par for the course. <laughs> so, is this the the fun office pool segment? Yeah, it's, I go it's the, the time. It's, it's time. It's a good time. Do I go over the leaders? Tony, I mean, a, I mean, you certainly should look at the top two. Tony, I've got a question for you. Is this the last full week? I mean, we're not. Are, are we dipping into a championship we will, Saturday? We will do championship Saturday. Okay. We will not do Army Navy unless we need a tiebreaker. Okay. Awesome. Uh, well, that that's good to know. And we won't um, because I'm going to be ahead of sniffs up Tony Waller or whatever. That's right. That's right. So the leader of the clubhouse, and there's 12 games to pick. This week, which I like because I it was think a good week. It was a good week. That gives an opportunity of 78 points potentially. 
So there can be some, there there's going to be some movement uh, this week. Um, last week, I think the best pick was nine and two. Someone went nine and two. I went seven and four. Um, but those are some games nobody was picking. Uh, South Carolina to beat Tennessee, uh, even though they did. And we'll get into that later, Tony. You can have a moment or as many moments as you'd like to talk about that South Carolina Tennessee game. But the leader in the clubhouse is Dog's Luck sniffing down on Tony Waller. He changed it uh, from last week. He was sniffing up. Now he's sniffing down. Um, Love that so much. <laughs> 554 points. So that's that's the mark to shoot for, 554. Tony is in second place, two points behind. Uh, a couple of others of note to round out the top 10. Some say Bennett is still drunk, uh, three points behind the leader. Crazy Legs. Uh, is also three points behind the leader. AU Eagle, 547 points. Bass and Dog, 546 points. Uh, Julie Moondog and Uncle Bear are tied for 544 points in seventh place. So they're only 10 points behind. Parrish Walton, 541 in ninth. And then rounding out the top 10 is UGA Swag, 538 points. Hey, speaking of swag, the winner does get some swag. Yes. Uh, from 7-6 Apparel. And uh, like I said, we will have games next week for Championship Saturday, uh, and uh, we will also do a bowl pick'em, which I will get set up immediately oh, after exciting. that. So we'll do some more swag for bowl pick'em. Others receiving votes. The first one in others receiving votes is twenty uh, second place, or no, it's twelfth place. Will Leach, five hundred thirty four. So only twenty points off the lead. Uh, then we got Ludicat and at thirtieth place, five hundred twenty four. My son Walker is in 32nd place, 521. I, I'm in 35th place. I mean, for, for years I've lived in the hundreds because I never did the confidence points. It's amazing what happens when you put some thought into it and rank them uh, for the confidence points. Um, Simply hit submit. Good things and, happen. And then rounding out the top 50, you got Lawyer Mama at 38th. That's place. my wife. Yeah. And then, uh, and not in 50th, but I, I wrote him down anyway because I like to give him a shout out every now and then. Shan up in uh, the Pacific Northwest, 54th place. So good luck to everybody this weekend. A lot of points to be had. I've, I'm willing to say that uh, Dog's Luck is going to have to change his name after this week. I think somebody's going to overtake him. It's definitely Will. It That's could odd. be. Will, Will is close. So. Let's start with uh, the first game that I've chosen uh, to start with is uh, Notre Dame at Southern Cal. Notre Dame has uh, the lead in the series, 48, 36, and 5. The Irish have won four in a row. And uh, you're going to see this theme uh, common throughout all the picks this week. They have not played since in L.A. since 2018 because they didn't <laughs> do the return trip to uh, L.A. in the COVID year. Um, so yeah, Notre Dame out to LA with a lot on the line uh, for the Trojans. I I have to say I I am uh, Southern Cal's come this close, man. I've generally up on Notre Dame. I kind of like the way they played in the second half, but I don't know, man. I think USC is in a good spot right now. I'm picking USC. Yeah, I agree with Will. I think it's Southern Cal's. Uh... I think we need to get used to the fact that we're probably going to end up playing Southern Cal in the, yeah. uh, and, uh, the, the, I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I think we, I think I am too. It's just, I think, do we need to be okay with that? Yeah. 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 Uh, not so fast, my friend. I have Notre Dame 
chosen. I've been very impressed with. Uh, I, I I watched their snow game. Uh, they were playing in a blizzard last week against Boston College. Um, I'm just amazed that they started out so historically bad, bad at zero and two, and have rallied to you know have some really good wins and are now eight and three. I think they I think they beat the Trojans. Next, we have Wills fighting Illini. Mm-hmm. Travels to Evanston, Illinois. Illinois leads the series versus Northwestern, 56, 54, and 5. Northwestern has won six out of seven games. And so here's my, uh, before we get into your picks, Northwestern beat Nebraska and Ireland to start the season, and they were 1-0. They are now (laughs) 1-10. But six of those losses are by 10 points or less. So they've had a puncher's chance in some of the games. So my question, my first trivia question to y'all is, can you name the other schools along with Northwestern who only have one win on the season? There are no winless FBS teams. So there are four other one-win teams in FBS. Hmm. Um, UConn used to be such an easy answer on this one. You're close with I, I was going to say UMass. That's correct. Um, any Power Fives? You, there's a there is a Pac-12 team. Oh, um, Colorado. Colorado is correct. And then there's a team that Tennessee beat earlier in the year to tout their schedule strength. Who has only has one win? Uh, they're in the MAC. Oh, did they play? Oh God, who is that? Like it's in Ohio. Like Akron or something That's like right. that. That's right. Yeah, the okay. Zips of Akron. And then there's a team that Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I remember who it is because the split's on duo. Um, should have beat Florida. South Florida. South Florida has one uh, win as well. Uh, well, well I know you're not gonna like this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on my Illinois train. I'm gonna pick Illinois. I hope that doesn't jinx them. No, man. Yeah, this for the hat, by the way. It's for the land of Lincoln hat. Abe Lincoln stove top, stove top, stove top is a stove top <laughs> hat. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, it's for that. Uh, Illinois is uh, last week was well, listen. They get they get for, they were so close to win that game they last were. week. It was a terrific game. Uh, I, I wish they would have had a little gumption of that game. They can still win the Big Ten West. You need Iowa to lose, or Purdue to lose, Illinois to win, and they will win. I don't think two of those things are going to happen, but I think Illinois is going to beat Go Cats, Pat Fitzgerald, and in their season one and eleven, and it will be glorious. And Illinois will finish eight and four. I've seen the Pinstripe Bowl uh, now. That's like the bottom half of this. The goal for me is still to play in that noon New Year's Eve bowl because I cannot think of a better day of college football than Illinois playing at noon. And then the playoff games directly after. That's a good day. ILL, baby. I and I. So, uh, yeah, by the way, we do have a couple of non-Saturday games in here. Scott, will get to them in a minute. So get your picks in early. Yeah, and one of them's uh, coming up. No, no, it's not coming up next. It's coming up after this one. The next game on the list is Louisville at Kentucky. This is a Saturday game, 3 o'clock kick. Um, Kentucky's 18 and 15. I was surprised that. That they've only played, you know, 30 something times. Um, and so I looked, I did some research. They have played every year since 1994, but previously had not played for 70 years because there was an argument 
between the schools over horses and bourbon or something. Oh, they like hate that. each other so much. <laughs> so they 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 were like, "That's it. We're not playing for seventy years from the twenties to the nineties. But I think uh, I think Kentucky's going to win this game. I'm taking Louisville. I feel like they've actually come along in a good way. I don't actually feel like Kentucky played that great last week, if I'm being entirely honest. Uh, I think just Georgia them hang around as much as they could. I'm I'm taking Louisville. Yeah, so Saturday after I dropped off Wayne and Tiffany at the Louisville airport, I uh, my daughter, who Maggie was riding with me, could see Cardinal Stadium. She's like, can we ride over there? It's like, of course, we ride down Central. It's like, it's just the cutest stadium ever. Uh, although, if this game were in Louisville, I'd probably pick the Cardinal, but uh, Cardinals. Uh, but I'm going to pick Kentucky. Like no, by the way, Georgia basketball is playing right now in the oh, they're, sunshine they're, slam. They're, they're running that way, right? They are up thirty-eight to fifteen at halftime over St. Joe's. St. Joe's is like a like Georgia. Yeah, it's short for St. Joseph's William. St. Joe's. <laughs> Thank you, William. <laughs> Thank you. Make sure your dad gets it right. You got a freaking backseat fact checker over here. Um, but, hey, where uh, are we in the sixteen election? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so stop the count. Um, but the point is, is that, uh, yeah, I think, uh, uh, Louisville and Georgia is rocking it right now. They'll play UAB on Tuesday afternoon in the championship game of the Sunshine Slam, 4 p.m. That's all. all right. Uh, one of those Friday games that you mentioned, you warned us about Tony, uh, Florida and Florida state, um, uh, the Gators visit Tallahassee, Florida leads all time series, 37, 26 and two, and, and has won the last three games, uh, in a row. Uh, the, this is their first visit to Doak since uh, 2018. By the way, that's such a funny name, Doak. Um, we've used that as a euphemism for other things before. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, the game um, has been played in Gainesville and Tallahassee. Here's your question for y'all. This game has been played in Gainesville and Tallahassee, except on two occasions where they met twice in one season. What location did they meet at? I know this one. Will, do you have a guess? I don't. They played the Superdome in the National oh. Championship game. And, uh, Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl, baby. They played 95. FSU won that game. They played 97. Florida won that game. I got uh, the Seminoles. I also have the Seminoles. Florida's oh, going to yeah. end up six and six. Noles are going to whip up on them. Hey, Florida State, after looking bad early, they've become a secretly good team. That Utah win suddenly feels like a life. That's why they're going to get in a bowl game. Yeah. <laughs> Florida. That's yeah. how Florida win also yeah. is going to get them in a bowl game. Yeah. 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 All right, moving right along to South Carolina, everybody's favorite team right now. Uh, South Carolina at Clemson. Clemson leads this series 72-42-4. Clemson has won seven in a row. So question to you all about uh, South Carolina and Clemson. South Carolina's, 40 has, South Carolina's 42 wins versus Clemson is the third most of any team versus the Tigers. What two schools have the most wins versus Clemson? I mean, I have to say Georgia's one of them. Georgia has 43 wins versus Clemson. Hmm. Maybe I'll make this go too long here. 
North Carolina. That's not right. Georgia Tech has 50 oh, wins wow. versus Clemson. Oh, good for Georgia Tech. Y'all should hire Frank Keys. <laughs> Just good because they lost by, they lost to them at least 36 times in that game that I saw them play. <laughs> Uh, I got I got the Tigers because they're playing. I might would think about picking the Gamecocks if they were playing in Columbia, um, but since they're playing in uh, in Clemson, I'm going to go with the Tigers. Yeah, uh, Clemson, unlike Tennessee, has a defense. Mm. So uh, so I think uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a Clemson. Clemson's got this easy. Yeah, you can't go back to that island, and uh, even if they score nine touchdowns, um, regretfully, Clemson's uh, linemen's dads have ten fingers, so they they'll score ten. Good for Georgia Tech, by the way. You can make an argument that Georgia Tech knocked Clemson out of the playoff last week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. By beating North Carolina because that would have been the I, only I don't, good win. I don't necessarily agree with that, but uh, there's something know, we'll, to it. There's something we'll to have it. A, we'll, I guess we'll have that conversation Sunday, depending on what happens. So yes, another Friday game, uh, Arkansas at Missouri. Um, Missouri all time is nine and four. So. You know, you would think rivalry week, nothing says like a 13 series uh, rivalry like Arkansas at Missouri. Um, But uh, I know Will would probably want to talk on this. England and USA starts at 2 p.m. Correct. And then Arkansas, Missouri start at 3.30. So I'm assuming that CBS is going to flush that the, the Nielsen ratings for the first hour um, as the uh, the U.S. men's national team tries to wrap up and win one, or maybe tie one, I'm, I'm learning soccer as I go. Tie one versus uh, England. I will say, uh, I guarantee you, when Fox paid their billion dollars for the for the World Cup um, all those years ago, they did not were not counting on having to go against college football in the NFL over the weekend. There's a little part of it. I love the World Cup. I was there all day. I'm watching all these games. I, the World Cup was like one of my absolute favorite sporting events. Uh, but uh, in America, I'm very curious to see how these games do against like middling college football games, if I'm being entirely honest, just because it's off season, right? This is what we talked about in the pandemic when the ratings were so low. It wasn't so much because people didn't like the NBA anymore. It's just the NBA is not supposed to be happening in August. Right. And it's just now you is the the masters got had bad rain uh not that year because it was not when it was supposed to be. And so I think that uh don't be stunned and don't think that nobody likes soccer if if that game gets worse ratings than some of these college football games. I'll well, you that. also have to overlay it with where it's being played and the politics surrounding that. So yes. yeah. um th- but the good news is it's soccer last 90 minutes plus you know extra time and the the halftime. So you know that how late it takes CBS to get started. Yeah. It could well be mostly done by the time they kick off. Say what you will about soccer. Those games are over in two hours. Oh yeah. They they're know. over they two hours. They'll pull around. Yeah, yeah, They'll pull yeah. around. So, and, and, um, and say what you will about soccer. Also, I saw a lot of people dunking on, you know, the fact that, you know, it's just soccer, you know, whatever people have said. And look, <laughs> I, I, I went to a soccer match earlier this year to see Atlanta United play. I'm, I don't keep up with it, but when I'm watching high level soccer, like I was today, I caught the second half of the Wales and, and USA game. It was riveting. I was on the edge of my seat, you know, watching them defend every shot that they had at them. I thought that uh, the 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 keeper 
made an amazing save. They called it a punch save where he punched it over the crossbar. It was really amazing to see that. And then I had actually heard of Gareth Bale before, not, I guess, no relation to Christian Bale. They are um, both Welsh. Oh, okay. they're not related. They are not but related. That dude's a monster. He looks like a linebacker. And he went up there with that penalty kick. And the 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 keeper got a hand on it, but it was so powerful it just went right over his fingers. Listen, I am of the belief that like if I, I listen, I love soccer and I watch it year round, but like if you just watch the World Cup every four years or every two years, I think the women's world cup is almost as fun, much fun. Uh like I think that's fine. Like, yeah. like it's super fun. Like, you know, like there's no shaming involved here. This thing takes all sides. Enjoy the World Cup. It's a good time. Uh, anyway, uh, Arkansas. Yeah, Demi Arkey. Man, I got Missouri. Okay, moving right along. We've got LSU visiting Jimbo. I think Texas A&M's had like eight home games this year, which is crazy. Uh, LSU leads this series 35, 22, and three, and has also won nine of eleven. So. Texas A&M is four and seven on the season. What's the most amount of points the Aggies have scored in a game this year? 24? 21. The answer is 31. They beat Sam Houston State in game one, 31 to nothing. Um, And then they beat... One win UMass last week, 20 to three. I think the thing is, is like they haven't scored over 30. I think the most they've scored since that Sam Houston's game is like 27. Yeah. And they were a 33-point favorite last week versus UMass. And even the announcers were saying, they haven't scored over 30 in any game. Why would you pick that? Yeah. Ellis is going to win the game because A&M's not going to score 15. Yeah. I'm taking LSU. I'm taking LSU. All right, then we've got Tennessee going to Nashville to face off against Vanderbilt. Tennessee leads this series 78, 33, and 5. The last six meetings have been split three and three. Um, there's a website called checkervandy.com where Tennessee fans uh, put up a website and a Twitter account because they were going to show everybody the takeover and who, what to wear, what color, and what section. Um, but interesting, the last tweet that Checker Vandy at Checker Vandy sent out was on November 18th. They haven't tweeted since Friday, November 18th. And the checkervandy.com has a 404 error. Uh, basically, the server is not found. Um, the Vol Orange Helmet last week versus South Carolina, that was an interesting uh, addition. Um, in my opinion, you know, I love uniforms and, you know, it, it looked it was interesting. I'll put it that way. But I, I just have a feeling that Danny White, athletic director Danny White and head coach jo- Josh Heupel, um, they've not only brought in the fast paced UCF offense, but also a porous give up 500 yards of offense defense. Um, and it's a slippery slope with what they're doing with the uniforms as well, because if you think of traditional powers, you think of Michigan, you think of Alabama. Georgia, um, even Ohio State, even though they wear the Super Mario Brothers uh, Beetle helmets every now and then, that's fine. But they're they're trending on a slippery slope of really just turning into another Maryland um, on their uniforms because they had that block T, the white helmet that they've they've had forever and is uh, known. It's a known commodity when people turn on the TV and see Tennessee. I went and looked with their uniforms. 
out of the 11 games that they've played this year, they've worn six non-traditional uniforms, including a smoky gray helmet, a black helmet, and an orange helmet, along with black tops, black bottoms, orange pants, you name it. So is my question to you, and before before you make the pick, am I off base that Danny White and Josh Heupel are eventually going to wear out their welcome and trying to UCF this whole uh, Knoxville crowd, or, or is it just me? I hope he stays forever. <laughs> By the way, did you pre-order the book, Scott? Oh, the book. <laughs> it's yeah, called, I, I can't even pronounce it. It's called Revivals, I guess. It sounds to me like a like a like some kind of medication you'd see played during a PGA event. Yeah. Have you all been Mark Say from Tennessee talking about being number one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm here for all of this chaos with Tennessee because, you know, way back in 2015, in our first year of this podcast, we did our most objectionable fan base. I think we should bring that back next year. That's a good Mine idea. was Auburn and had always been Auburn. Might might be leaning a little different um, after uh, this revival um, <laughs> and, and all of the just not even wanting to play the game uh, or thinking that need, they needed to play the game. It was so amazing. Like I said, I went to that Queen concert, not really Queen because Freddie Mercury's not with us anymore. But uh, I got home and it was 35-31 South Carolina. And I was like, oh, boy. We are in for it here, and we were in for it. I just wasn't prepared what I was about yeah. to see on my television. I was gobsmacked. You went and changed your shoes, and it was <laughs> 53 to 31. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'm going to take all of uh, Scott's uniform talk and say uh, Tennessee is going to win. But, yeah. I mean, because of the uniforms, he almost talked me into picking Vanderbilt. Yeah, it would be a it would be a nice touch. By the way, Vanderbilt's playing for bowl eligibility. Exactly, also. it'd be a nice touch for Vanderbilt to get a bowl, get into a bowl by 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 ending the revivals uh, season. I um, you know, I'm in fiftieth place. I'm your fate, aren't you? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that high of confidence point on it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Vandy. He's fadeness. I clicked Vanderbilt. <laughs> All right, moving right along. We've got a big game up in the upper Midwest. Not upper Midwest, the Midwest. This is straight up Midwest. Michigan at Ohio State. The Wolverines lead this series 59, 51, and 6. The Wolverines are 1 and 9 in their last 10. They won last year, and they are 2 and 15 in the last 17 matchups versus the Buckeyes. Um, a few interesting games in this series. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State tied. In 1992, Michigan finished the year unbeaten. This is 1992. This is like, you know, modern football. They finished the year unbeaten with eight wins because they had also tied Notre Dame and Illinois. So they were 8-0-3 that year. Um, That was the last tie uh, that Michigan and Ohio State ever had. This is the first time since 2006 that both teams come in undefeated. The other three years were 1970, 1973, and uh, 2022, meaning this year. So who do you got in this game? I don't 
I don't think Michigan can score enough. And that's kind of where I ultimately kind of land on this. Um, I think the way Michigan plays, they've tried to, with the new quarterback, they've tried to diversify the offense a little bit and go downfield more. They're still Michigan. They're still who they are. That's why Illinois kept it close because Illinois is the same way. And um, Michigan's better than Illinois, but neither one of them is good as Ohio State. I take Ohio State. I think Ohio State might actually win pretty easily. Yeah, I don't know about easily. And it's probably the best game among the big rivalry games. Um, but I think Ohio State wins. I think, uh, you know, Blake Corum was 100%. I think it gives it would give Michigan a whole lot more of a chance. But yeah, I watched a lot of that Illinois Michigan game and I was not impressed with Michigan um on senior day. I think CJ Stroud is uh probably wins the Heisman um this weekend with the, with an outstanding showing because I'm gonna predict that Caleb Williams and Southern Cal are gonna lose to Notre Dame. So I think he right. wins the Heisman as well or puts it in the bag and Ohio State takes it. Then we've got a Thursday game this week, Tony. I know you're excited about this after you uh, eaten all your turkey and you know, your smoked meats. You get to sit down at about seven o'clock p.m. with a with a frosty beverage and watch Mississippi State travel to Ole Miss for the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss is 64, 46, and six in this series. Um, and like I said, it's on Thanksgiving. Can you tell me? How many times has this game been played on Thanksgiving? I'm going to give you, this is multiple choice. Okay. 23 times, 12 times, 38 times, or 64 times. And mind you, the record is 64, 46, and 6 with an Ole Miss lead. So there's been a ton of games. 23, 12, 38, or 64 times on Thanksgiving. I'm going to say 23. Yeah, that's where I was leaning. I was thinking about a quarter of the time it's played on Thanksgiving Day proper. That's right. All 23 right. times. This Look will be us. the 24th time that they've played Look on us. Thanksgiving. There's also, they, they play for a trophy, the Golden Egg, the Golden which Egg. was established in 1927. And the reason why they call it the Egg Bowl is, you know, they, they got in a fight. I mean, what doesn't start from a fight? But um, the teams had gotten in a fight. And so they said that, look, we're going to play for this this golden egg in 1927 and footballs back then in the twenties closely resembled what that egg looks like. It looked more like a rugby ball. Um, so that's why it's kind of called the egg bowl, but it was really supposed to look like a football, but it's an egg. It's an egg. I got Ole Miss. Uh, I've got Ole Miss as well. I'm going to pay y'all take Mississippi state. I think the distraction around the laner is going to pay off for Mike Leach and his crew. And we got two more picks left. We've got uh, the Iron Bowl in Tuscaloosa. Alabama. Um, Bama yeah, I leads. Like I feel comfortable saying <laughs> Alabama here. Bama leads 48-37-1. They're 6-2 and two in the last eight matchups. They've played this uh, game since 1893. They played in Birmingham, Montgomery, and Tuscaloosa, all in the first four years of this series. So my question to y'all is, when was the game first played in Auburn? Um, I'm going to say sometime in the fifties when they got running water, <laughs> I'm going to go, uh, yeah. Running water eighties. <laughs> Will is closer. They first played this game in Auburn in 1989. All 
yeah, I knew I knew it was pretty late. I didn't realize it was quite that late. Um, that it's crazy. I mean, the game was played at Legion Field, and only Legion Field for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like it was played at Tuscaloosa really early in the series. Uh, but Auburn didn't have a stadium befitting of the game, so that's uh, Auburn hosted their their home games in Birmingham. Um, but I I had in my head it was in the fifties, not eighties. But yeah, also running water. <laughs> and I pick Alabama. I agree. I like Alabama. And then the last game on this list, which will be our uh, our, our highest confidence points, I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, Georgia versus visits Georgia Tech. Like I said, it's the first meeting in Athens since 2018, and so I I looked back at at our pregame show for the last time that tech played at Georgia. I didn't listen to it. I just looked back to see what it was. The interesting thing is we just recorded when Tony did his uh, Tony special on uh, the postgame show for Kentucky, which by the way, I got compliments from neighbors saying they really enjoyed how you brought forth everything you needed to in a matter of like 10 or 11 minutes. You didn't have to, you didn't have me interrupting him all the time. Yeah. Um, so that was episode 165 and we just finished episode 332. So we have done more episodes <laughs> since the last time tech played in Athens than we had done before yeah. that game. So leading up to that game, that was 165 episodes we had done. We've done 168 episodes since then, uh, since the last time they were here. So I found that pretty Interesting. Um, you know, Georgia is 69, 41, nice. and 5. Uh, since 2001, the dogs were 17 and 3 versus Tech. In this series, there have been five ties. When was the last time this game ended in a tie? Oof. 1976. Yeah, I was going to say in the 70s somewhere. I would have thought so too. 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s. Nope. 1938 was the last wow. time it ended in a tie. Uh, 37, 32, 15, and 2 were also years in the ties. And those are from the 20th century. Um, final thing I know a lot of people were pining for a non noon kickoff, but uh, via Logan Booker on Twitter, he uh, tweeted that 2013. Uh, in Atlanta, that was a 3.30 kick. 2010, 7.45 p.m. in Athens, that was the last time we had a night game. As far as the picks for this, um, you know, one thing I almost did was I went through how strange the final scores have been for Georgia this year. Not necessarily Georgia's score, but the the teams they were playing uh, would have been a lot of scoregamis uh, if you're looking that up. But um, I think that Georgia, after last week and then combining that with the week before, I think they kind of come back to, hey, we're in Athens again. I mean, they only scored 27 on Tennessee, you know, the previous number one team. They scored 16 versus Kentucky. They, they, they really throttled, uh, hit, hit, the, hit the throttle in the fourth quarter versus Mississippi State and got to in the mid-40s. I like them to, you know, kind of mess around a little bit. and. 
you know, I, I don't think that they're going to blow doors, you know, with 21 points in the first quarter. But I do think this is one of those third quarter, you know, blitzes type things with the offense or maybe a, a funky turnover. And I think that they end up covering the spread. The spread's 35 and a half. Georgia wins 48 to 10. Before I uh, get into my pick, um, a breaking news item from Matt Brown, publisher of Extra Points, College Football, or not the Matt Brown that used to work with the Sports on Earth, but the other one, just broke the news that as of 10 o'clock, to 10 o'clock Tuesday morning, EA Sports is announcing that the College Football game will be delayed a oh. year until 2024. It will oh, not man. be ready until 2024. Yeah, if you subscribe to Extra Points, which you should, Matt's been all over this. So that's good reporting. Yes. So they. So. Uh, um, so I guess they'll give them time. They, they can. They'll work out with the playoff then. <laughs> and like they won't have to put a patch in to do the playoff. Yeah, this feels like. I feel like there's a Stetson moment. We get a moment where everyone gets to get excited about him doing something cool, and then it's Kentucky, except it's not quite as cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just get through it. Like honestly, man. Like. This is this is where Georgia Tech is. They're Samford. You just get through it, and you get through it. Don't get anybody hurt. I feel like you get a bigger. You, you get off to a twenty-one nothing first quarter lead, early second quarter lead, and then sit on it. I guess what happens. So I think final score thirty-one to seven. Yeah, I, I think I agree with Will here, um, but it's more along the lines of those uh, Jack Podlesny field goals or touchdowns. Um, I, I've been thinking this is a game where I, I, there's so much film out there. So whatever it is you're trying to get out of the way, if the, unless the weather's bad, if it rains, like there's a possibility of it doing that. Um, you know, sure, twenty-eight nothing's on the table, but I think it's gonna be more than that. I'm I'm gonna go uh, Georgia thirty-eight, Georgia Tech. Brent Keys, much I win him around, he's gonna get blank thirty-eight nothing. Wow! Wow! So Georgia Tech's not going to a bowl. They may still go to a bowl. May still go to the bowl, IPR. Um, so could play your Illinois final line and their pinstripe bowl. Maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't have any idea if that's an ACC connection. But McMurphy still says Illinois-Kentucky pick them in the Music City Bowl. That's still what we want. We want the Music City. I can see that. Oh, my God. That game. That game's going to be a 6-3 to three shootout. Yes, I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, gents. So, hey, the route after the game Saturday. We're going to be there. Come see us. Come say hi. Can't wait to see everybody. Thank you, everybody that showed up at uh, both the Airbnb and said, hey, at the game in Kentucky. Want to see y'all Saturday uh, as soon as the game over at the route. I look forward to a bunch of strangers telling my son, hey, you're wearing a shirt. That will not be weird for him at all. <laughs> that won't be slightly strange. Um, all right. Have a good one, everyone. Uh, be safe. Have a have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And uh, until then, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Make sure to head on over to the route after the game and say hello to us if you have time on your schedule. If you do need directions or anything like that, check out therouteathens.com. And while you're on the internet, go over and order a few Christmas presents at the76.com. Make sure to use code WSLS at checkout for free shipping on your order. 
We'll be back next week with our preview show of the SEC Championship game featuring your Georgia Bulldogs and the LSU Tigers. So before then, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you on campus this coming Saturday. And as always, go dogs.